what is going on welcome back to the desire to inspire podcast it's your mama's favorite podcast yo mamas this is uh no shade to any guests we've had on yet but this is probably the most excited i've been to get on here we got uh and it's also very rare that i have the title of an episode before the episode comes out but this is 100 percent dbap this is uh we got <laughs> boyd myers who is a freak of nature dbap is a phrase he uh pretty much coined it's don't be a pussy so we're just Fuck gonna yeah, jump baby. right into it boyd what's going on man what's up guys thank you for having me oh dude thanks yeah, for coming on I'm super excited i've been talking about it all day i said i was gonna fangirl on here so we'll see what's going <clears throat> yeah i haven't seen or, or heard dylan be this excited about one he's like dude if this is one that you got to look into the guy you got to look into him you got to understand what i'm talking about you got to understand the excitement so i'm like all right brother so uh yeah i'm pumped for this man excited that you uh came on and i appreciate it thank you well, man, if I'd known it was this, this casual and he's sitting on a couch, brother, I'd have set this thing up somewhere else. Oh, I'm yeah, dude. Uncomfortable desk chair I have. This so. is actually my first time on a couch. I'm usually like uh, over against the wall in a computer chair. But this yeah. is where I do my other podcast. I'm like, fuck, let's bring the casting couch vibes. <laughs> hey, I like it, man. I wish I was on a couch. I'm kind of jealous right now. Oh, my bad, dude. I should have let you know. But <laughs> anyway. What we basically do here is get into your story. and It's, it's going to go off the rails real quick. I already fully understand that. But uh, if you just kind of want to give people a little bit of a background on who you are and what you do, then we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah, man, absolutely. So I um, I grew up in Appalachia, well, the poorest parts of the country. Uh, same story a lot of people have, man. I had an addict, abusive father, and I was basically just counting down the days so I could get out of there. Uh, the quickest way out was after I graduated high school was join the Air Force. Uh, so that, I mean, as quick, almost as quick as I could, uh, got out running, uh, after, yeah, I've been in for a, a year or so, man, I just kind of came obsessed with fitness. It's about that time. I'm going to date myself. I'm 46 years old. So back in about 97, 96, 97, Bill Phillips of EAS ran his first body for life transformation contest. Well, I did that and was absolutely hooked. So after that point, I was spending so much time in the gym, the gym I was working out at, they offered me a job. I kind of like took it started training people on the side for free. I was working like four to six hours a day training people. Uh, you know, started, and then I started pursuing education on it. I uh, got a couple of certifications, left the military after a decade and was broke as fuck. I mean, as most guys <laughs> that most guys that leave the military are. Yeah. Uh, so I decided that I, you know, I really wanted to open a gym. I really didn't have a plan. And it's funny when I left, my son was only like a month or two old. Right. So poor execution. Uh, but I decided, Hey, I'm going to go to Baghdad. I can go to Iraq and work as a contractor, a civilian and make more money in one year than I've made the prior 10. So that's what I did. Went over to go for a year. They kept me for about 21 months. Uh, they yeah. wouldn't let me leave. Uh, but so I missed, you know, unfortunately with that, I missed my son's first steps. I missed his first words. And back in 2005 and 2006, webcams weren't as clear as these are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? They were great, especially when you're sitting in Iraq. So, uh, that was tough, but, you know, means to an end. I came back, ended up opening a gym, uh, you know, I, great experience there. I, I had about seven or eight personal trainers working for me over that time. Uh, but just like anything, man, you work in something and not on it, you get burned out, right? So mm -hmm. after about seven years of it, man, I was like, it was it was great. It was a great living. Uh, I enjoyed it, but I just wanted something different. So I just basically packed up my family, move. Oh, that was in San Antonio. I moved five hours north to Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, struggled Great there place. a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like San Antonio, no shade, but I like it up here too. So yeah, uh, yeah. So I um, you know, after that, I mean, 
it, it, I mean, I really didn't have a plan. Again, I do a lot of things without a plan. But come up here, we struggled a little bit. We were living with my ex-in-laws, you know, at the time, my in-laws. Dude, pretty shitty, man. I got a car repoed out of the driveway. That's a shitty feeling, right? Because they're very well to do. And here I am, like, I don't, even, I don't, I can't even pay my <laughs> car payment, right? So got my car towed off. And then, uh, fortunately, I fell, I mean, I basically fell into new home sales, started selling houses, man, did that for about seven years. Uh, you know, it afforded me to do a lot. With that, I, I completely, when I moved to Dallas Fort Worth, man, I, I, I left the gym life behind. When I say I left it behind, I didn't eat a fucking healthy meal for the better part of about four or five years, right? I did not work out. I did not train. Uh, found myself working, you know, upwards of 80 hours a week, man. So I was working a lot. I was a very high stress, you know, high, high pace sales job would come along, you know, a lot of stress comes along with it. Um, and heavy drinking turned into a, I mean, I'd always been a pretty fucking heavy drinker. I mean, for even like when I, you know, I'd take like spells off, like before a, a bodybuilding show or a, or a powerlifting meet, maybe a week or two off for a powerlifting meet. But um, and I was, I was putting them down. I mean, I was getting blackout drunk, probably four to five, maybe six nights a week. And when I say blackout, Damn. it was taking at least like a, a handle of Tito's to put me down. Yeah. Wow. There were, there were times during that I would drink a fucking fifth, bro. And I'd flip and like, Hey, how much beer we got? I just go to beer, man. Drink, fucking wake up, not know where the hell I was at. Um, found myself at about, I was, I was sitting about 275, 280. Um, and then, you know, after, after multiple, multiple times trying my now ex-wife, my, you know, my wife at the time, Lisa, uh, found out we were pregnant. We'd had a couple of miscarriages. So we'd had a rough patch with that. We were under the impression there's just, there's, it's just not going to happen. Right. We were told like, it's, it's not working. Right. So you're probably never going to have kids. We'll find out we're pregnant. So high risk pregnancy, um, you know, she did well with it. Father's day, about three weeks before my daughter was born. I, I just start feeling like hell. And then I get on like WebMD and start reading. And I'm like, fuck, man, I'm having a heart attack. This is, yeah, you now know, you got everything. Everything's fucking AIDS or mm -hmm. a heart attack or fucking chlamydia, right? So <laughs> I'm convinced I'm having a heart attack. I'm at work. So I'm like, hey, guys, I'm going to get out of here. So I go home and I'm like, shit, man, she's three weeks away from having a baby. And I'm going to scare the fuck out of her because, guys, I don't go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. I mean, I fucking broken bones and shit. I'm like, dude, tape that shit up. It'll be all right. Right? I'll lay in there and die, bro. If in my fucking bed, yep. I'll go to the fucking doctor. Hey, yeah. doctor. <laughs> sick people go to the doctors right yep so i fucking go and i'm like yeah something's not right so i walk in it's sunday it's pretty busy i walk in they're like how can we help you and there's a fucking waiting room full of people i say hey i'm having chest pain. i think i'm having a heart attack and i'm like fucking beat red way worse than i normally am and they're like dude I, it, two seconds later they got my ass on my back fucking shirt off i mean cramming shit in me dude getting you know fucking doing everything it was insane i was like oh fuck a few minutes later, they come in. They're like, dude, you're not having a hard time. We want to keep you here and observe. You cut your blood work eventually comes back. They're like, listen, man, you're, you're not at a heart attack, but you're real fucking close, right? The doctor tries to have a come to Jesus mode with me. He's like, dude, your wife is fucking very pregnant. You know, you, you need to straighten up, right? I mean, probably, they probably got my blood back and it was probably, there's a good chance it was like fucking 30% alcohol, right? So... <laughs> So I was like, yeah, you know, you're right. So I think I went home that day, relaxed. I may have, you know, may have eaten a fucking salad or something. Uh, that lasted for a day or two, right? Mm -hmm. And I kind of went back at it. So I had the baby. Uh, the drinking subsided when the baby came, but I still wasn't doing anything healthy, right? I was using every fucking known excuse, right, uh, that I had used for, for fucking years, right? I was like, oh, I'm tired, of, you know, it's tired and fucking sick, blah, 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 you feel like shit. 
And then October hit, right? And that was when I really started having these fucking thoughts. Like, man, I got to get it together, dude. I got a beautiful baby girl. Uh, I feel like shit, right? I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of being tired. Mm-hmm. So I decide, like, hey, I'm going to go for a run. So I go out and I run. And I'm like, nah, I can run three fucking miles. Anybody can at, run three miles. At 270? Yeah, like two, I was probably right. 280 about this point. 280, okay. maybe 285, right? I was big. I, I quit getting on the scale. 270, I was like, fuck, man. Mm-hmm. so i seen the pictures of myself in the hospital right like she had taken pictures like hey this is where we're at and i mm-hmm. look i was like holy fuck who's that fat fuck on the, you know, the bed <laughs> so i i i take off running and dude okay at the, and i joke about it and it's come back recently and i'll, I'll get to that later when you leave my driveway i live kind of at the bottom of a couple of hills right so i mm-hmm. kind of i'm in a dip right i'm kind of on an island it's very flat here but Dude, once you get about 100, 200 feet away from my door, it's straight uphill. It's not a serious hill. It's like fucking three degrees, right? But so I take off, dude, and I get to the top of that hill, which is maybe, I said it a half mile before, bro. It was maybe a fucking tenth of a mile. And I was done. My calves, I couldn't, my stomach hurt, dude. I was having headaches. I was short of breath. I thought I was having another fucking heart attack. My pride was fucking busted dude <laughs> i sat down and I I, I I i drive by this spot walk by this spot every fucking day i sat down and i just like fuck man I, i'm fucked i mean dude and, and so i was like it's so deep in this fucking rut in this hole that i was like i don't know man maybe maybe i am fucking done maybe i'm just you know i'm gonna you know die early right now and, I, and I, it haunted me it bothered me so i just came back home man fucking pulled me a big tall stiff one about 10 30 in the morning like fuck this man i'm off today let me do some drinking and I got fucked up, right? Sit there and drink some more, more Tito's. And, but it was in my fucking mind. And again, I mean, I'm usually a little more decisive than this. I definitely am now. So fast forward, man. December 12th, right? I wake up and I'm like, this shit has to end. This has to fucking stop right now, right? I'm going to go run again. I know my, I know my fat ass isn't running three miles, but I can go further than I went last time. I was like, I will go further than I went last time. Okay. And I'm and I made it about a hundred feet further, which is not very fucking far, right? But I was fucking dead. I mean, that was a hard run. It was 600 feet, man. So I was I was in trouble. So this time though, I was like, you know what? I I listen, I can't just let this fucking die. I can't go back and just hit the bottom. Right. So I walk my ass back home and I'm like, you know what? We have a Peloton. So I'm gonna get on that Peloton's pedal. I pedal for two hours, right? And dude, I mean that that I hadn't done shit for two hours if it wasn't drinking or working in a long time. Right. So I go to bed that night and I'm like, I, I like, I think that day I was like, Hey, can you, can you make some chicken breast? Right. I mean, just started like, Hey, I'm gonna start thinking eating like a bodybuilder. I'm like, I know that's not sustainable at this point for me, but I'm like, let me feel good about myself. Right. Eat some, yep. you know, eat, eat some clean food. Right. Mm-hmm. Not eat Whataburger. So I, um, so that night I wake up about two in the morning, three in the morning, like that fucking witching hour. Right. And I'm laying there and I'm thinking, Dude, my legs hurt like a motherfucker, first off, right? My ass hurts, my legs hurt, the taint hurts. I'm like, dude, this is not good, right? But I, I just have not all these thoughts, right? I'm like, I mean, how did they, how did it get this bad? How did I let it get this bad? I'm like, look, I got to do something, right? I, I, I've got I've got momentum. I mean, it's a little bit. It's a fucking flaming. This is a spark, right? Now I got to like fan that spark. I got to I got to I got to build a fire here. So I got my ass up, man. We had moved. We had moved our Peloton. It was Christmas time, right? So we moved our Peloton into the media room, right? So it's nice and dark in a media room. 
let me back up. That day I did that 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 two hours on the bike. I signed up for a, I signed up for a Spartan race. That day I got off of like fuck, man, I'm gonna sign up for the Spartan race, right? A five k six months out. I thought it was gonna take me six months to get ready, bro. A five k. So I'm like, okay. So I go in there and I get on that bike, bro. And instead of turning the, the fucking lights on, I didn't turn the TV on. I didn't turn the damn screen on to hear this women screaming at me and playing fucking 80s rock or whatever. <laughs> I just pedaled that motherfucker, man. I had a bunch of water and I think I had a Nutri-Grain bar. And I pedaled that fucking bike for four hours. So I had no shit and I'm dying. But I'm like, nah, it's fucking dark out. I'm just going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pedal till I fucking see sunlight under the door. So I get out, I, I walk out and I, I have my laptop sitting on my like breakfast nook table. I walked over and I'm like, you know what? I think I'll be okay on that 5k. I need something bigger. So this is December 13th. I signed my ass up for an Ironman. And oh, shit. when I say I signed up for an Ironman, a couple of things. First off, I had not run a mile in 13 years. I had not swam a lap in 25 years. I had never been on a fucking road bike ever. I didn't own one. I fucking, and even worse than that, I thought, even when I signed, I found the one that was furthest away. It was 11 months out. It was Ironman Arizona, November 24, 2019. So I, I thought an Ironman was a one-mile swim, a 50-mile bike ride, and a 10-mile run. An Ironman is a 2.4-mile swim, a <laughs> 12-mile bike ride, and at 26.2. I didn't find that out until later that day. I'm telling somebody about it. They're like, no shit. And they tell me the distance. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I said, I don't think that's what I'm doing. And they're like, yeah, dude. And I pulled up online. I'm like, fuck. Right? <laughs> I already paid for it. And I'm already doing it, right? So I was like, fuck it, man. I guess, you know, I guess I got some work to do. So signed up and, uh, you know, that started a, a pretty a pretty incredible journey for me. Holy that's shit. Fucking nuts, dude. So a day you were just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go all out. Well, I guess you you didn't think that you you thought you were doing less, but still, that's insane. Because a lot of people would have just pulled out. I mean, I pulled yeah, out dude, way less. I people. was gonna say, I know the answer to this, but did you complete the Iron Man? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so there's a lot happened in between that. So ten days after, about eight days after that, my Lisa, she was uh, we you know, we have about that at this time we have a five month old, right? I've got a my son at that point was fourteen, he just turned eighteen last weekend. Mm-hmm. He was fourteen then, right? And she, we're having a Christmas party at our house for everybody that, that I work with or work for me or whatever. And we're saying, I told her like, look, we got enough fucking Christmas lights. We got three Christmas trees, right? Like we got enough of that shit, right? So stop decorating. Well, she decides she needs to put more Christmas lights outside in the back because my back patio is a big place where people hang out. So she goes out there on a ladder while the baby's taking a nap. So the ladder's an old piece of shit ladder that I didn't mean to throw away forever. She just grabbed it and thought, oh, fuck it, right? The ladder had like a, a bad, like it was one of those like hitch ladders. Mm-hmm. One of those hitches was fucking broke. And she goes on, she's on it. She's up at about seven feet. And then that fucker breaks. And she, she, it, it basically almost rips her fucking leg off. Right. So oh, shit. her tibia was completely hanging out of her leg. She smacks the fucking ground and she crawls about 50 feet across my backyard with that bone dragging through the grass and the dirt. Right. I start getting phone calls, but I'm selling a house at this point, right? So I'm like, I don't answer the phone, you know, and it's blowing up. And I'm like, who the fuck is calling me? Finally, my office called. They got a hold of my office. And they're like, uh, my, so my, 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 my office called me. They're like, hey, are you, know, you getting phone calls? I'm like, yeah, I ain't answering it. Do what I'm supposed to, fucking supposed to do, right? And they're like, you need to go home. 
So that's all we know, right? Something's happened in my house about 10 miles away. Dude, I fucking, I'm, I'm, I'm going like 130 on these little country Denton County roads, right? Flying home. I get home and I see, fuck, I don't know what's happened. First, my first thought is something's happened with my baby, my baby right? Mm-hmm. I see, I see police officers. There's fucking EMTs. There's like two ambulances out here. And I'm like, what the fuck, right? So I, I run in, I can tell like they're in the backyard. So I run in the backyard. I come around the corner. Nobody warns me. And I just see her leg just hanging out. They got her on a gurney at this point, but her foot's like turning away. Her leg's turning away. That's not supposed to turn. So they take her off. Um, they're like, Hey, I, you know, the, the, the neighbors are like, Hey, we can handle the baby for a minute. Let's, you know, you saw so I rush to the hospital, all that. Right. Basically she spent the next 40 days in the hospital. Wow. Right? So now I'd already signed up for this race, man. So for Christmas, I got a pair of those Under Armour fat tires. It was probably the first kind of running shoe I'd fucking had in 20 some years. Mm-hmm. And I had an Apple watch. Right. So I start, all I know is like, dude, I'm fucking, I, now I've got something to hold me accountable for moving. So she was mostly in and out. She had 10 surgeries eventually. She got blood poisoning from the fucking dirt and all that, right? Jesus. So all I can do is just fucking walk around the hospital like when she's sleeping. So I just started like, man, I'm just going to fucking walk, right? So eventually, you know, that that got to 40 days later, you know, she comes home. She came home for a few days, but got sick again. And now we've got like, I, you know, I've got to help her with her bandages. I got to like help her move. Um, oh yeah, we got a five month old, right? And my son's got to be, he's a, he's a, he's a, at this point, a freshman in high school. I got to get his ass to high school. Well, dude, I live in Denton County. He goes to Prosper High because that's where she was a teacher at, right? At Prosper. So I had to drive him 30 minutes each way to get him to school. That meant I had to get up four in the morning to get the baby ready, to get everybody situated, everybody fed, everybody dressed, get the kid to school, come back, tend to my baby or whatever. Finally put her in daycare because we had to, right? Get her situated, make sure she was okay. And dude, I would get on that fucking Peloton, right? I mean, so there was times when the baby was here, I would I would have 10 or 12, five, six, seven minute rides because I had to get up and go check the baby, but I kept getting my ass back on it. I knew exactly the route in my yard to run a mile. I would run fucking, I, at one point I ran 12 miles in my yard, right? I have, now Damn. I got a pretty decent, I got a one and a half acre, 1.6 acres. But dude, a fucking mile, 10 yeah. miles a long way running around in circles, right? But mm-hmm. I had to be close enough in case the baby cried. I had to walkie-talkie. I'd run with it on my, like, in my pocket, right? So I could hear her. So, yeah, man. So that shit goes on uh, for, you know, I mean, eventually she starts being able to get on crutches and then a knee scooter, you know. So she became more mobile, um, you know, and, and could do a lot more. But, man, those that first month, man, was crazy. But I was so locked in. I mean, first thing was taking care of her, taking care of my family, right? Don't get me, don't get that twisted. Motherfucker yep. said, ah, you should prioritize. I fucked her. <laughs> right here. Yeah. Like, I knew that if I didn't do something, I wasn't going to be around much fucking longer anyway. Right. So I had every excuse not to fucking do it. And I, I that's the one thing I take the most pride in was for those first few months, I I I I didn't fucking I, I had every reason. I had, dude, I was I was the last motherfucker to bed. I had to do all the cooking and shit and the first motherfucker awake. Mm-hmm. But I always found I made time because it mattered. Dude, that that point right there, there's so I've been I'm not looking at my phone when I'm looking <laughs> down. I'm taking notes because you're saying so much that I want to touch on. But that that, that right there is the fucking key. There are so many people I know today, and uh, if you don't know, I'm sure you do, but Dylan and I are trying to bring mental and physical health together because there's sure. a bridge that needs to be built. And uh, 
man, there's people in my life, friends, family, it doesn't matter who the fuck it is, people on the internet that I talk to, and all of them, it could be they're overweight, they're unhappy in their marriage, they fucking can't pay the bills, whatever the fuck it is, and they have every excuse on why they can't start. Oh, I can't go today because of this. Oh, I can't go today because this came up. It's like, you can't fucking go today. You're just not prioritizing it. And if you truly wanted it, if you truly wanted this change, you would do it. And it doesn't matter what it takes. Like you said, it could be seven minute increments, but you add those seven minutes up over the course of 24 hours and you do it 12 times. We're talking some serious like exercise you're getting and whether it's steps a run, whatever it is. So that right there is I just wish that we could get this through to society's head. But we're always so quick to glance at the next thing on social media that we scrolled to or an email that comes in that gets us off track or somebody calls us to go out and fucking get fucked up and drink that we don't spend enough time prioritizing the things in our life. And it's like, if you know, your evenings are heavy booked after work where you got to cook dinner, you got to take the kids out, all this stuff, take the kids out like they're a dog, <laughs> but like feed the kids, whatever, then get up at four 30, get up at five, do it before you go in the office. But again, people want to just bitch and complain about all these things that they have wrong. And I understand life is fucking crazy. We don't know what it's going to throw at us. But what I do know is there's always time for something when you want to improve it or you want to get better at something. You just got to make it a, a new habit of yours. Yeah, man. And I don't think it's so much. My, see, here's the thing, man. And I guess as I've gotten older that I've become keenly aware of time, right? Mm -hmm. Dude, you don't have fucking time not to do it, right? You have to do it. Yep. Okay. So I started thinking about this, right? I started thinking I'm 46. I think the fucking average American now, I think it's less. I think it's gone down in the last like five years, right? I think we lived like 78, 70, something like that. Maybe mm -hmm. like, whatever. Well, dude, okay, so in two weeks, I'm doing I'm doing these you know, couple of Ironmans, right? There's not a lot of fucking 80-year-old men doing it. There are once in a blue moon, one shows up, right? There's, yeah. not, there's not many 70-year-old motherfuckers doing it. There's some 60s, right? But 50s is kind of – so you got to think, man, you're not living the fucking life the way you're living in your 40s, your 30s, your 20s as you hit 60s and 70s, 80s. You can want to, and you may be the exception to the rule, but guess what, motherfucker? You're not Tom Brady, right? Mm -hmm. And Father Time is starting to catch that dude, right? Mm -hmm. So yep. we all have an expiration date, right? So, dude, I don't give a fuck to live to be 100, right? I just want to be alive. While yeah. I'm here, I want to fuck – I mean, I'm sorry. I don't want to be alive if I'm 100. I want to live while I yeah. am here, yep. right? So, people, you know, the, the, I don't have time. You don't have time not to. We're not here forever, right? Oh, uh, and, and so and you said it perfectly, man. People fucking believe that, like, I don't have time to because because of my family, bro. That's exactly fucking why you got to do it. Yes. But the bottom line is, man, you got to start with your foundation, right? Yep. I can't be a good father, a good partner, a good friend. I can't earn my fucking max for my family if I'm not taking care of this. Right. Mm -hmm. It starts right here. That's the foundation. Right. And I tell people, yeah, you're right, man. So I tell people like focus on the S right. And getting fucked up and football are not in this list. And I love football. I don't mind mm -hmm. getting fucked up every once in a while. Right. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I don't live like a fucking monk. So all those guys that think you got to live like a monk, that ain't me. Right. Mm -hmm. So dude, I, I tell people like, first off it's the foundation and that's fucking getting your mind clear and getting your temple, right. Your foundation and your fitness. Right. Got to have faith, whatever that is. It doesn't have to be Christianity. It can be whatever. Mm -hmm. Faith is something. 
motherfucker, we didn't just uh, we didn't just appear here out of nowhere, right? I really believe that. Then you've got yep. your family. You got to pour in your family. You have to be there as a man. I'm sorry, this may piss people off, motherfucker. You got to be the backbone of your family, right? You got you got to be you got to protect them and provide for them. You have to, yep. and then. Like I said a minute ago, earning money, you got finances, bro. Fucking, you got to earn money. Dude, I mean, you know this, right? I, I think it's a fucking shock, right? If you made $100,000 five years ago, you basically, you even if you got some raises, you basically make 75 grand right now, right? I mean, yep. simple yep. fucking economics. But so, I mean, it just comes down to that. And then, then finally, you know, it, you, I mean, to, to ultimately provide for your family. And it's not all about money, right? But I mean, from a financial standpoint, it also comes being a good steward of your money. And then, you know, you've got your friends, right? That's the final F in my little F puzzle. Uh, it's weird. All the F words I say, that's not the word. <laughs> yeah, that, was, <laughs> that one doesn't fall in there. Yeah. So, I mean, so I, I, I really believe it's that important, but the bottom line is it always, and this is not being selfish, bro. If I don't go back to that foundation, this other shit's not going to fucking stay upright. Yep. Yeah, that's a, I feel like uh, I always preach and I like even tell Dylan, but I mean, his, he's really good at it with his family. But I always tell my friends, like, no matter where the fuck you are in life, no matter um, how far away you are from your family and friends, those are two things that are super important to me. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I make it a point to keep in contact with them. Because I realized at a young age, how short life is with my father passing. And it was always something that like, I always put behind me, like, I didn't want my friends to know about my dad passing away. I didn't want to talk about it, none of that stuff. But then I started to realize, like, time is short, we need to remember why the fuck we're here and what we're here for. And when we're here, what we can do. And there was just I was going through the motions of life ended up getting in like a super dark path, I guess you could say. And then that's where I found like fitness. And I got into that. I wasn't taking care of myself. I was the same way I was getting fucked up every day in college thinking that I was doing something good, but I look back and I'm like, damn, I wasted so much time. And I know you got to develop and grow and all this stuff, but we would go out Dylan knows and just get fucked up. And we would be the center of attention. Always thinking we had to please this person and please that person. And the, by the time, like I fell into that dark hole, it was too late, but I didn't want to go no to nobody to talk to him because I was like, everybody comes to me. I'm that positive light. I'm right. the person they go to when they have problems. And I was like, so I can't let them know that I'm struggling but it was the gym that saved me. And it's that fitness that you talk about. And so that's why we were like, let's get DTI started. Let's preach what we're always doing. And for us, it's family, fitness, all that kind of stuff. And then your mental health, because too many of us get on our head today, but it all starts with the different like habits and patterns that we have or the foundation that we have and what's important to us. And so it's finding that ground and realizing like, you got to be happy with yourself and who you're living for before you can impact anyone else, your kids, your friends, your crowd, or even the community that you want to do something to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, man. And and you said it right. I mean, it, it, I'm the same guy, right? I'm the anchor. I'm the motherfucker everybody comes to. So mm -hmm. I'm fucked up. I'll spiral into fucking oblivion, right? While I'm, you know, while people still want to come to me. And I'm like, dude, you, I mean, I'm and looking back. I'm like, you shouldn't have come to me. I was fucked up. Right. Yep. Uh, and, 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 and it comes and to be honest. And with me being truthful. Yeah, man. And I see it's weird because there's so much virtue now in fucking being a victim. Right. And, and, and listen, I'm all about being transparent. I'm all about, I think there's a lot of power and vulnerability too. Right. Mm -hmm. But on the same fucking token, we have a society full of people that take a lot of fucking pride in being all fucked, right? Being fucked up, right? I mean, 
being proud and hey yeah guys i've been lying to you motherfuckers i'm an addict or uh you know everything's about these fucking suppressed emotions at some point i'm sorry right there and listen I, i'm not telling motherfuckers to hide shit right you got to get it out there but at some point you got to tell yourself i need to stop being a pussy right now and fucking <laughs> take care of business at some point yep. if you want to be that motherfucker that people lean on listen I get it, right? I'm not saying fucking hide trauma, man. You, uh, there's shit. Listen, I got fucking everybody's got demons, right? You mm -hmm. got to exercise those motherfuckers. You got to, you got to get rid of them. Mm -hmm. But even motherfuckers that, I mean, that are out selling mindset and fucking mental strength, all they do all day long, if you're on Twitter, is is bitch about their emotions, right? And they're not doing it in a way to like, hey, man, it's okay to be fucked up, right? But here's how you get out of it. These motherfuckers are still talking about the same shit they've been talking about for five years. That's like, why I, are you over it. That's why I hate therapy. I tell Dylan all the time. I think it's great. People can go get it off their chest. But what do you do? You go to therapy, you talk about it, you go home, you sit on the couch and you do the same fucking thing. You yeah. don't change the habits that would change this scenario. Sure. I don't know. That's a feel. I don't know how Dylan feels about it. But like, yes, I mean, I never been. So I can't really say I haven't I, either. I agree with the fact that like the, the victim mindset thing, like there's a difference between being transparent, being open. But there's a difference between vulnerability and being a victim. You can sure. be open and say, this is what I've went. I mean, you just did it. This is what I've went through, but this is how I overcame it. Yeah. People just want to sit and wallow in self-pity and just get all this attention like, oh, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. It's not going to fucking get better unless you make it get fucking better. It's just yeah. everybody wants to throw shit on Facebook and get all those pats on the back and feel good for a second. But tomorrow they're going to be just as depressed as they were today. Yeah. So, and, and I, I, I talk about this right here. So, you know, I did like, yeah, we'll go, we'll get into this later. I did my live tweeting of my hundred mile run and my fucking Ironman. I did just fucking yeah. spont you know, spontaneously. And then I did that stupid, the beer marathon, right? I got to hear about that. Yeah. We'll <laughs> talk about it, man. It's worth decision I made in my life. Uh, but <laughs> here's the funny thing is, right. I put, I listen, so it's a funny thing. So I, when I, I put out what I'm doing, so people don't know, I'm doing the full Ironman Waco and the next day I'm doing the half Ironman, right. Consecutive days. I understand this. I think I'm good. I could spectacularly crash and burn, right? Now, my first thought was, listen, I know there are motherfuckers out there because I, I, dude, I just block off, like block, bit of cunt, block, yeah. yeah, fuck it, right? But I know there are plenty of people out there that would love nothing more than for me to crash and fucking burn. Okay, <laughs> listen, if me being motivated and fucking put and be, get, be willing to get that uncomfortable fucking bothers you. That just tells me you have no, you, you don't, you have no passion, no purpose, right? What I find is motherfuckers that are really going out there and getting uncomfortable and growing really don't give a fuck. Right. And I can crash and burn, but here's the fucking difference, right? Here's what, here's what drives me crazy is when you crash and burn, fuck it on it. Right. I'm done. Right. What I have found is it's kind of a new form of victimhood motherfuckers do some stupid shit. They go walk in the fucking Texas heat and collapse. Right. And they spend fucking two weeks talking about how yeah. proud they are for me for fucking admitting and owning it. I'm like, bitch, stop it. Right. Listen, I understand. I understood the day I ran hundred miles. I may fucking die on fucking Twitter. How fucked up would that be? That's how my fucking. <laughs> that's that's how you go out. <laughs> my 18 year old be like, where my fucking dad at? Damn man. He died at mile 64. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then 13 days later i do this fucking stupid iron man on my own and i was pissed off the fucking minute i stopped the first step i was like i got 26.2 miles to go my feet are fucking done right i did it 
And then I do the fucking beer marathon 13 days after that. I was like, dude, I realized fucking the first 3.1 miles is again, this could end spectacularly badly, right? I whatever. I don't give a shit, right? It was, I mean, for the last one there was by having fun. But man, I mean it, nothing about that seems fun. It, nothing about that beer. seems fun, man. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, about the beer marathon. I, that and, and it's weird because yesterday I was on the Meat Mafia podcast with those guys, man. They were like, dude, we gotta fucking talk about this. <laughs> And I said, look, man, I'll, I'll never do it again. And they're like, well, they start talking, oh, fuck it, man. We'll do it together. I'll do it with you guys. But I see, I would do that. I'll do it in a group. <laughs> man, did you, listen, how many times did you throw up? I, you know, I didn't. So, wow. yeah. So, yeah. So, and, and let me let me go to that, right? So that's that's the thing everyone's talking about right now. So he's I like, only this. weak bitches throw up. <laughs> dude, I thought I was going to. Uh, so I just, I was, I was sitting, I live like, Dude, I, I very fucking like you people understand, man. My like fucking rate, especially like during prep, I don't go far, right? And I quit driving almost, man. I just fucking walk everywhere. And I, mm-hmm. I live kind of in the country, right? So there's a Mexican that's trying a half mile away. I walk up there and have like, if I want to go out to eat, I walk my ass up there and eat. So I uh, I get my groceries delivered. I fucking swim in my neighborhood. I freaking, you know what I mean? I I, I train. I, you know, I, I work out at a buddy's place up the street, right? He's got a fucking big shop with you know, all the fuck powder and shit in there so i'm like dude i really don't have any reason to leave the house right i can live like a monk which i don't right but anyway i could so i um uh, so i i i decided like i'm sitting there eating at the Mexican restaurant and the kid the waiter up there the bartender he's like a um he's like a three-time state champion cross-country guy and we were talking and he said could you imagine drinking a 12-pack and running a 13 a uh, half marathon <laughs> And I was like, dude, I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, I think I could fucking do that. And he's like, uh-uh. And I was like, well, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna do anything half-assed. I think I could drink a case of beer and run a full marathon at the same time, same day, whatever. He, he's like, how would you do it? I'm like, I don't know. So I tweeted out, hey, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how what'd be the best approach to running to drinking a case of beer, and running a marathon. I wanted to. I don't think there's a something. best approach. <laughs> there's no, yeah, there's not, right? Do and it. people were like, run the marathon and drink the beer, and I'm like, dude, fuck that, man, I'll be tired, right? Yeah. So I, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm doing it Tuesday. And I was like trying to plan on when I would do it. This is Sunday. And I'm trying to think when I'm going to do it. And I'm like, well, I, this. I was on Zach Bitter's podcast on Wednesday, right? Fucking ultra world champion. Mm-hmm. And I'm on his podcast. Well, he tells me, he said, dude, I'm like, I'm looking at my phone. People are like, are you watching this fucking guy drink a case of beer and run a marathon? He's like, he checks it out. He's like, holy fuck's the guy on my podcast tomorrow. Well, I'm fucked up. He tweets like, hey, man, you're going to be okay. I'm like, you don't worry about me. You just show up, right? <laughs> so I start and I'm like, okay, I think I'll drink three or four and then go run, drink one or two. Well, I, I get rolling at eight in the morning. I crack. I, I didn't know. I mean, here's the thing. I know I could run a marathon, but it's been a long time since I drank a case of beer. Yeah. <laughs> so I fucking crack. I crack the first one open and I drink like four. And I, it's all live tweeted. The videos are all there. And it's fucking. Oh, four. I've seen them. It's I was watching insane. in real time. Well, dude, I decide. I decide after like three or four that I'm fucking feeling good. I'm sitting in my backyard. I'm gonna do a power hour before I drink. So I didn't <laughs> fucking take my. I was walking around my yard, right? I walked a half mile, maybe, right? And I drank nine, and then I was like, "Fuck it, let's go run." So I, I know. I think I had 18 down at mile eight, and it was just after that, man. I watched some of the videos today because I knew you like it probably come up, right? And I was watching the videos. I was like, I don't remember doing that video. I don't think I've seen that video. Holy <laughs> shit, right? So. Yeah, it was um, it was it was rough. But here's it, the reason, the ultimate reason I did that was because I want to like first off, dude. There's a lot of motherfuckers that, that hey, I'm going to start on Monday, right? And they get 
fucked up on Saturday or Sunday watching football or whatever. And they're like, ah, fuck it, man. What's the use, right? I I, it, I can't. I'm not giving my best. Dude, especially if you're on Twitter, right? You start believing that. And you're only seeing highlights, man, for 9 hours of people on Facebook, especially Instagram. Mm-hmm. You're seeing everybody taking their fucking modeling shots in their gym, right? You can't take your shirt off in the gyms I fucking go to. So I'm like, I don't know. I need to find a different one, I guess. Right? either. I'm looking right now. <laughs> yeah, so... I just like, dude, you don't have to fucking live like a monk. Now you need to get to fucking work, right? There's going to be some discipline, but look, man, ultimately in the grand scheme of things, I'm kind of a fuck up, right? So you can be a fuck up. You don't have to live fucking perfect. Just get off your ass and do something. Now I'm not encouraging anybody to drink a case of beer at a time. I'm damn sure not encouraging you to do it while you're running a marathon, right? Um, <laughs> but listen, if you fucking slip, you can get back up and just fucking keep going. Yep. What do you uh does your son do any of this stuff with you? Now that he's Man, getting my this? son. So my son, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, it's funny. He's a great swimmer. He he's like he dude, he's like he's like six one. He just walked out the door. He's like six one. Man, he may be 145, 150 pounds. So he just turned 18 last weekend. Okay. That's how uh, I was at 1802. I had no muscle on his frame. It was just nothing. Dude, he, He's got like a 10 pack, right? Of abs, right? I mean, that's as impressive of a fucking 300 pound girl having big tits, right? <laughs> you know, so, I mean, she got, ah, bitch, I got double D's. Like, you weigh 400 fucking pounds. <laughs> that's like half these fucking guys talking about how, like, here's how you get shredded. I'm like, no, get a fucking tapeworm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a grown ass man. You know, yep. I'm fucking, I, dude, I, I, I'm look, man, I'm like, hey, I'm like, listen, it's, that shit cracks me up, right? Like, okay, oh, you're 18 and you got abs. Hold on, let me get a picture of my son, fucking Michael Phelps looking. He got to paint his ass with a fucking with dental floss and a Q-tip, right? Like, you know, so, right. So, you know, no, he does. To answer your question, no, he does not. My okay. Son, yeah, I mean, I got. I don't want to incriminate the guy, but he's he uh he, he likes uh he likes his plant that grows. Ah, uh, yep, yep. <laughs> I mean, you can say, oh no, I don't, Dad, but yeah, you do. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, I was a fan of 18 as well, so I, I can't really knock the guy. Does he think you're a crazy motherfucker then or what? Is he like, God damn, Dan? You know, it, it's funny. I You know, I um I don't know, right? I it, I think he's just – he's always been around it, right? I mean, I've always yeah. too – even like when I was fucked up from a health standpoint, man, I was obsessed with other shit, man. Like I – like I – so you don't know this right here, man. I used, I used to be a computer programmer like way back, right? So – Dude, I decided at one point, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm creating this, 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 this business. I'm going online and I'm going to uh, basically where you could connect your, you know, you could connect your TV, internet, electricity, right? This was about 20, this is right after that. This is when I first came to Dallas. And I literally sat in front of a fucking computer monitor for four straight days, dude. I would sleep like 30 minutes at a time. So he's always been around whatever I decide I'm going to do. It's all fucking in, Right. Mm-hmm. If tomorrow I decided like motherfucker, because I can play some Madden, right? If I decided that, because I don't just play to beat my friends, I'm like motherfucker, I'm playing to be the world champion. <laughs> <laughs> I will sit my ass in front. Dude, I could sit if I started doing it because I'm so fucking addictive, right? I'm so I'm so obsessed. I'll sit and play fucking three days in a row and not fucking blink, right? So he's, I think he's used to it. He he definitely has. I definitely see a bit of that in him. Um, what was I going to say? Do, oh, do you encourage like the health, healthier lifestyle now that you're doing all of these things on your kids or do you let them kind of make their own decisions and 
go that way. Cause I know like growing up, like my, I just worked out with my mom for the first time, like a month and a half ago, which was fucking awesome. She's retired. I was like, you need to get active. You need to go. It'll keep you younger, longer. Um, but my father, he was always working late. We owned a, a golf course. So he was always entertaining, doing things like that after the golf course was over with the bar. And so I never was influenced to, he was entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was never influenced to like step in the gym. So I didn't have like this, like approach. Do you push that on your kids or you kind of just. It, it's listen, I'm going to tell you right now. And it's funny, right? So like you can tell any people all the shit in the world, right? Now, what I have found is. Like I listen, man, I can get, I can, and I'll use Twitter, for example, I can mm -hmm. fucking type shit till I'm blue and I can sit till my fingers fall off. Right. Got to do this platitude bullshit. Guys, go get 10,000 steps, guys. Drink all kinds of water. Fucking quit drinking coffee at five o'clock, sleep eight hours. Blah, blah, blah. I know live three times a week, all this shit. Right. Get one gram for you know, a protein per pound of body weight. Motherfucker. Those, none of that's a secret. Right. But. If I type that shit up, man, I may get one fucking like, right? For example, nobody's messaging me saying shit. Motherfucker, I got run a hundred miles. People are like, dude, I, if you can run a hundred, I can run one, right? So what I feel like ultimately, um, and, and I back this out because like when I, when I own my gym, my mother, even like during like my military years, man, cause she'd gotten a little heavy. Uh, and then like probably in her late thirties, early forties, she just started walking, started eating, you know, making better health cho you know, choices. So the mother I see right now, I mean, that's not the mother from my, like, from my, my childhood. Mm -hmm. She's energetic. She's, you know, she's thinner, which I think is awesome. Uh, with my children though. So I've got a big gap, right? My son's 18 and my daughter's four. Okay. Um, so my son, I, I, I believe, I think with just with the example, I think he'll come around because he's been to races and shit with me. And he said things like, man, this is cool. There's so many people here that have the same interest, right? So I think that ultimately will suck him in. I don't browbeat him with it. Um, you know, he kind of, he, I mean, now being 18, he's, you know, he's not in high school, right? So he, he works almost full time that he's a freaking waiter and a bartender. Kid makes $300 a night, dude. I, I can't sure. tell him shit, right? Hell yeah. So, in there. Yeah. So, so, you know, so, I mean, I don't, I don't really, I mean, he's kind of does his own thing. Uh, my daughter, however, she is involved in everything and she is a ball of energy as far as, as far as that, right? Like she wants to be outside nonstop. She wants to be in a swimming pool nonstop. Um, when I was riding by hundred miles, uh, she wanted to FaceTime me, right? And she said, she asked her mom, she goes, why can't I go run with daddy? And I said, you run too fast. Dude, when I said that, her fucking teeth were ear to ear. They were like a thousand. <laughs> so, I mean, That's awesome. Yeah, so she's, uh, yeah, I see a lot more of her uh, as far as that goes of wanting to be just constantly active. My son was always more like wanting to play with his toys by himself and stuff. Uh, he's a comedian, but, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, but as far as like the energy and the activity and stuff, man, I see, yeah, I see my daughter being the next Ironman world champion. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's awesome, dude. I think that's the best way to go about it though. I mean, you could say stuff all you want, but they're not going to actually do it unless you actually show them. Similar to Freddie, I grew up in a very unhealthy household. I mean, there was probably a point where he's probably not going to be happy about me saying this. My dad was probably pushing 400 pounds when I was in like high school. And then I went to the army after high school. And like, I look back at those pictures. I'm like, I don't even remember this guy. Cause now he's 220. He's got himself in shape. And it's like, I probably could have said a lot of things, but it's like the more that I do it, the more he wants to be involved in that kind of a lifestyle. So I think that it goes back to just kind of showing rather than just telling people all the time. It's just yeah. wild too. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You're no, good. Please. 
Um, I was just going to say it's crazy because um, we've had a lot of people on recently. Um, you may follow them on Twitter too, just because I, I feel like Dylan has a really good group or community on Twitter. That's they're all connected. It doesn't matter the age, um, but they're between like 20 and 23 years old and they have this mindset. Um, but like I personally, like in my life, anybody over like 35 years old isn't pushing the gym isn't pushing walking isn't pushing bike ride isn't pushing like healthy eating isn't pushing like none of the things that we're talking about they're not doing them and it just like baffles me why the older we get the more we forget about what we did to feel young and what we we're doing when we were young like why don't we do it at 46 years old why don't we do it at 52 years old is it because of the people everybody's mindset changes so you don't have anyone influencing you or is it just like the society thing i don't know what it is it just i guess i'm con I hate how the older you get, the less we focus on like taking care of ourselves to like challenge ourselves, whether it's mentally or physically. Yeah, man, that's a good question, right? I mean, obviously priorities change. I mean, I think, you mm -hmm. know, and, and no, no secret hormones drop off and everything else. Right. That was the first thing. I mean, I'm going to say a couple things here. There's people like, what dude, I don't like fucking triathlon. Okay. I don't like it. I fucking, I hate swimming. Fucking hate it despise it right mm -hmm. i'm not a good swimmer i mean i fucking listen dude my whole goal is survive the water when i get in survive it and i could get better but i've decided fuck that i don't enjoy it enough so i'll keep <laughs> surviving i'll struggle i'll stay as he prepares for a full and a half back to back right <laughs> i'm the worst swimmer that's ever fucking done that i guarantee you so but here's the deal man i remembered this right here and i thought of this like in my first iron man prep and it is it hit me it's hit me subsequently after that dude as children I remember like, you know, growing up in the mountains, right? We had, you know, like two months of fucking good summer where the, like the local pool would open, right? And I remember, dude, you had two hour sessions for $1.25. And sometimes you'd con your mom into giving you like $3 so you could go twice and maybe get a fucking soda, right? Mm -hmm. You were devastated when that fucking whistle blew and you had to get out, right? You had to be pulled out of that fucking pool, right? And then, like, I remember, dude, I did everything on my bicycle. My bicycle was my life. You get a new bike, you're the coolest motherfucker in the world, yep. right? I just remember the freedom you had on that bicycle, right? And then we could run so effortlessly. Everything we did was full fucking speed. You go go to an elementary school, man, and watch kids. Watch them run, dude. It, they don't hurt. They're not stiff, right? They're not, I mean, they've been sitting on their ass all There's day. There's no jogging. It's all yeah. full-out sprint. Yep. Yeah, dude, my daughter has one speed. She falls, gets up. She's all fucked up. She gets up, face bleeding, keeps going. My baby, <laughs> it fucks me up. Like, hey, baby. So, I, I, you know, what you said, that's, that's exactly true, right? So, what I thought was, like, I don't like the sport of triathlon. I don't give a fuck mm -hmm. about racing. I don't really don't care about racing, right? I do these things for me because – it, I, it's about like and i talk about it all the time hard in my fucking mind right if i can go out i can put myself through the shit for no fucking reason then when the economy collapses or fucking you know so you know i i you get you, you get disease touches you somehow or death touches you somehow life is going to fucking kick you in the teeth it's going to at some point i guarantee it it mm -hmm. kicks everybody in the fucking teeth right all I can do is be as prepared for that as possible. And I'm not a fucking robot, right? I'm not saying, oh, well, dad died. Good. You know, I'm not that motherfucker, right? I'm yeah. not like, really said like Arnold, like missed his dad's funeral because he was like eight weeks out of Olympia, right? Whatever. I'm not that, right? Mm -hmm. But I guarantee you this, man. I'm not going to lay around and fucking just cry about it because what good does that fucking do, right? I'm going to, I mean, 
if something bad happens, I've got to be fucking strong enough for my family. I've got to be the example to show them that like, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, guys, we got to keep, we got to fucking keep doing our part. Yep. But what I, but I, I kind of went off there on a tangent. Sorry about it. I'm good at that. Right. Is all good. <laughs> is the fucking yeah. dude? I mean, that's that's what. So I don't like triathlon, but what I do is I love though. I love the activities that are involved with triathlon. Man, I like being out in the sun. I much prefer being swimming outdoors versus indoors. Right, mm-hmm. being out in the fucking water, man, and just being one with nature. Right, I love swimming open water. I'm just not good at it. Right, I love being on my bicycle. I, I don't like being on that fucking bike trainer a whole lot, but I love being out on my bike, man. I, I just being out and just being free. Right, and I remember. And this chokes me up a little bit, right? I remember like as I was preparing and I, I mean, yeah, you know, fuck, I know the little side road somewhat around here, but as I started running them and I started riding them, I remember being genuinely excited to pat my family up in my truck and just drive up these little roads and show them little fucking things about like where the cows are, mm-hmm. where this person's got a fucking cool yard that I like. And I, I mean, these little side roads, like, Hey, this hill's crazy when you're on a bike and then you come up on this other hill and it's blah, blah, blah. And there's always a dog that chases you. There he is, you know? <laughs> and it was, it's probably dumb. But man, I just remember how being out on that bike and how being out on my feet, I figured there was a, I have a house big, if y'all don't know it. I, yeah, he's asleep right now. But dude, I was out running. There's like probably six miles from here. Somebody else has one. And he chased me one day. He fucking ran with me. And I had to stop and like get him back to his yard. His name was Hamlet, right? I thought that was the funniest thing in the world. So I, it, little things like that. So I took my family over. I said, this is where Hamlet lives. And I'm out there and he comes running. <laughs> so just little things like that, man. Yep. And and we're so fucking stuck on these things. And, you know, we're so freaking worried about getting home and watching Netflix. And we just get so tied up in life, man, that we forget to appreciate little things like that house has a really fucking cool yard. Or this is where the fucking cows are. I mean, remember when you were a fucking kid and you'd yep. see like a, you see a bunch of horses and shit. And you'd just be like, oh, horses, right? Dude, I, that came back to me as I started preparing for my first Ironman. So I'll always be thankful for that, right? So that, all, that you know, that's now... Man, getting out and seeing fucking goats in a yard, I'll go over and talk to them and shit. And people, I know mm-hmm. they're like, "Who the fuck's wrong? What the fuck's wrong with this guy?" <laughs> right? But yeah, yeah man. It, I just got a bike not long ago, and I've been out just fucking cruising the streets of Dallas, going to areas that like I would see in a car, and I would just go and like ride over there, 16, 20 miles, whatever it is. And for me, that's a lot right now. I had a bike when I was younger, like you said, going everywhere. But um, I just got my first one in like fuck fifteen years, and um. So I texted in this like little community group that like Dylan and I have. And I was like, go outside today. Appreciate the blue sky. Appreciate the leaves changing, like all this stuff. Cause we forget about these little things. And it's like, holy shit. Like our world is changing every day in front of us, but we don't take the time because we're always on our phone to appreciate those things. And like you said, faith as one of the buckets, like whatever that is to people. And that's appreciating whatever that big man upstairs or whoever it is you believe in or don't believe in gives us every single day to make this life and go out there and enjoy it and breathe that fresh air instead of staying trapped in this house like we are with these stay-at-home jobs and all that yeah man know. yeah it's wild right because i mean and, you know we're kind of you know especially dylan and i just being active on twitter because we do have the same circle i bet yeah we probably mm-hmm. share a thousand fucking mutual followers or something right i, I mean i haven't even looked or whatever but mm-hmm. i guarantee you a lot of people we follow we follow a lot of the same people right so we get we get trapped in that right we don't we forget like because I mean, everybody we deal with and talk to on a, on a daily basis is they're doing what we're talking about, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're challenging themselves, right? A lot of us have walked away from corporate America 
uh, we're doing, we're building our own shit. Right. And then we're, we're all, you know, somewhat in some way engaged in fitness. Right. Yep. But the average person is not right. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've been thinking about that a whole lot. Right. And I think, and this goes to like signing up for a race or whatever, because people like secretively message me all the time. Like, Hey man, I'm signed up, but I'm not ready to tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I, it's been like driving me crazy. Right. So I start thinking about like, okay, well then what? Then So they're afraid to tell people they're afraid. Like, Hey, I don't want to look stupid. Right. Well, I already talked about that. First off, 99.999% of motherfuckers aren't paying attention because their face is in their phone and they've got their own shit going on, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the other side of that is, man, what the fuck is fear? It's not real. It's not real. It's you not. cannot measure it, right? It's fucking imaginary, right? So first off, get past it. Fucking being afraid, What? why are you afraid, right? What good does it do to be afraid of something, Right. You can respect things. I have a fearful respect of fucking, I, I should say, I, 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 I'm, today I'm not going to go run in Death Valley, right? I probably will in a year or two, but I'm not today. <laughs> right? I'm not not ready. Hey, I'm not going up to Denver and fucking running, like getting out of a fucking car run. I've done that shit before and it fucked me up, right? I, altitude sickness is a real thing, right? We'll be up there a few <laughs> days if I take off running. So so we, we, were, we were, first off, there's fear and, 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 it's not real, right? So then you've got like, what are you afraid of? You're afraid of failure, right? But again, what the fuck is that? It's a it's a detour. It teaches you how to keep right. going, how to move it's, on, what not to do. Motherfucker, nobody's perfect. And I mean, you know, I mean, we've always heard about Abraham Lincoln and how many times Disney proposed his shit and, you know, and, and, and Bezos and all that. All these fucking greats have failed a fucking lot. I mean, you got to think like, if, like I, I like the, the, the adage in baseball, dude. If you're a fucking 300 hitter, you're a Hall of Famer, but that means seven out of ten times you did not get a fucking hit. Mm-hmm. Okay, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> so failure is fucking. It, first off, it's perception, but it's a detour, right? Just fucking keep going. And then finally, man, most motherfuckers are terrified of pain, right? And if you follow me, one thing I say all the fucking time is, suffering ends. It always fucking ends. And I truly fucking believe that until you suffer. You can't appreciate the good. You can't appreciate the fucking light and the peace, right? But people strive for that, right? I I, I remember Joe Rogan talked about it. I can't remember who his guest was. Like, motherfuckers think there's just some golden years where you just cruise off in the sunset and you're walking down the beach holding hands. It doesn't end. That's not the way it fucking goes, right? So I just find, hey, man, the more I dip myself into the fire, the more I get uncomfortable, man, the more I fucking grow, and through that growth, man, I just, I, I, I feel limitless, but I, it's, it's, I'm getting so much more. I've gotten so much more out of these last four years than I did the previous fucking seven or eight. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking 10 times more. Right. And I, and I feel like I'm just getting started. That's awesome. That shit makes me want to make sure like that this never falls off. Cause I mean, you were active for so long that it fell off and you're back in it. Mm-hmm. And now you're getting more out of it, but to kind of go back to like the circles, I feel like I get that a lot. Like I get stuck in like we got this circle on Twitter where everybody's pushing. So then I just forget about everybody else in the world. And then it's like I go home or I visit with family and friends. I'm like, damn, nobody's really doing this shit. Like this is a small anomaly here. Like this isn't what's going on. And so my brother was talking to me today and he's he's a few years younger than me, but he's got two kids, six and four. And like I couldn't imagine living that life. Like It's so completely different than where I'm at. And he's like, dude, I'm fucking loving the podcast lately. I'm loving the people that you guys are having on. And so, like, it's like, okay, like, if I can't bring everybody into this Twitter circle, like, 
let me just bring a few of these people at a time and put them out into the world. It's going to get somebody. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing, man. And, and that, no, I agree. So there's, yeah, there's good and bad in that. And I, you know, I've, I've talked about this a lot with other people is, you know, Daniel, right. We talk about this right here. The good is dude, I, we're not limited, right. We're not limited to the people local to us, right. We can meet different people, different walks of life, different at different stages in their life. And our Twitter circle and our group, man, I'm the fucking senior citizen of the group. Right. So it, you know, th that's exciting to me because on the other end of that, I see like Michael Donatelli and Adam Sequoia, right? And I'm yeah. like, and they're like, you know, calling me OG in this shit. And I'm like, dude, you guys are so fucking far ahead of where I was or where I even thought, right? So by the time I started doing the shit I'm doing, I didn't know motherfuckers ran 100 miles, right? I thought I was like 100 fucking miles, <laughs> right? My first marathon was an Ironman, which is funny, right? So, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, then I've run, I've run 100 miles three times now, right? And it sucks every time. It's miserable. And every time I said, I'm never doing that shit again. Fuck that. Uh, last time, I mean, for no reason, I fucking broke. I had, I, I, I'll share something with you. I really haven't talked about. I went to the VA fucking on like July 5th, I think, or 6th, whatever, right after the 4th of July. And I'm telling the guy, man, I think I got fucking testicular cancer, right? So I'm fucked up, man. Y'all can look. I go quiet for a day or two and I'm like really platitude. So I'm like, yeah, I'm fucked up. I call, I tell, I, I like go to the line and shit. I'm like, hey, man. They got testicular cancer. I don't have fucking insurance. I'm a v I'm disabled. I'm a disabled vet, right? So I've got access, right? So I've got the fucking doctors. I don't give a shit. So I'm like, hey, I think I got testicular cancer. Like, why do you think that? I tell them, they're like, dude, you need to be in here soon, right? I'm like, fuck, man, that fucked me up for a day or two, right? Mm -hmm. So I rush my ass in there. My balls are killing me, right? It, the guy's like starts talking to me and shit. They do blood work, but he's like, hey, let me do an exam, right? Checks me out. He goes, uh, man, you got a fucking brutal hernia in your groin, and I bet that's what's causing all this shit. And I'm like, oh, no shit, right? And he goes, yeah. And I said, well, check these hernias out. So I got two fucking big lower abdominal hernias. He's like, what the fuck, man? And you really see when I get leaner, like when I'm getting erased, right? He goes, how long you have those? I'm like, like 10 years. He's like, what the fuck? That's got to hurt. And I'm like, no, the one down there hurts. I don't, like, I don't know anymore if those hurt. You just live with those now. It's, it's normal. Yeah. He goes, well, dude, let's get this one fixed this next week. I'm like, man, I can't because I'm racing in October. He's like, what do you mean you're racing? And I said, well, I'm preparing to tell him. He's like, dude, okay, first off, I think you'll still be able to do that. And I was like, I can't risk it, man, because I had this surgery. Every time I've ever had surgery, anesthesia fucks me up. I'm sick for fucking two weeks. I then there's something wrong. I'm just not doing it, right? I'm not going to risk it because I'm not going to stay off the fucking bike. I'm just not going to. This guy's looking at me like, I know that fucking hernia and you're growing hurts, dude. I said, no, it's excruciating. It's terrible. He goes, you feel it every step. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, you feel it on the bike. I'm like, yeah, and it's got me sitting fucked up. It's making my ass hurt, right? So... <laughs> I had to get my bike, dude. I've got like a five hundred dollars seat on my race bike, and I like Jesus. I don't know if the other day I was like, God, this thing's miserable, right? So I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. I mean, I'll suffer for you know fucking two days, big deal. So then I'm like, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, hey man, is the orthopedic department open? Because it's right after the holidays. Like, yeah, what's up? He goes, I, you know, we get you. What do you need? He goes, you can't. You're not going. That that hernia is not going to show shit on an X-ray. I'm like, nah, nah, man. I said, so dude, check this out. Back in November, this is in July. So back in November, my fucking cycling shoes start, my right foot stopped fitting. I something's fucked up. He's like, okay, yeah, let's go get it. He looks at it, fucking touches it. He's poking. I'm like, man, that fuck hurts like a bitch, right? He's touching. I hadn't made it hurt like that. So he takes an x-ray. He's like, dude. And the, the orthopedic doctor, the, the, the other doctor, fucking radio tech comes out, does x-ray and everything. Other doctor comes out. He's like, this is that motherfucker I was telling you about. He's like, hey, man, how long you been? What are you? He goes, are you really getting ready for an Ironman? I'm like, yeah. He goes, dude, you have a hairline fracture, second metatarsal. He goes, 
that that he goes it has to hurt i'm like i guess I, I yeah it does i mean i've had pain for so fucking long i don't know like i, I don't I mean i don't know right? i don't have a fucking good gauge right so i'm running this 100 miles on my own and i'm at mile 35 and it dude it started getting hot i'd go through a bunch of it started raining right after that and i'm like i'm pissed off about the rain so my plan was take off as fast as i can worst fucking plan ever because i was like it's going to get hot it's going to be shitty weather then I can fucking walk for fucking eight hours, right? I can still walk three or four, you know, miles an hour and I'll make up time when it's fucking not shitty. Well, dude, I smoked the first 35 miles. I did the first marathon in four hours. And then like, I realized at mile 35, well, that's not good, but I ain't taking my fucking shoes off. So, but I think I fucking broke something, right? So then the fucking storms come, it rains its ass off. This was August 18th. That was the first time it's rained here in fucking months, right? Stored its ass off three hours. I get to mile 76 and a half and the guy and uh Brian Brian Gage, you know, you guys know him, you know him, yep. Dylan. He um he's like he comes up here to run with me, right? He's ready to fucking run. He's like, dude, he's excited. And I'm like, hey man, now it's stopped raining. Um, my feet I know are a big giant blister. So I'm gonna take these shoes off, right? And I took that was a fucking mistake. When I took the shoes off, I just felt my foot swelled. <laughs> yeah, I took pictures of it. The bottoms were just a big soggy, wet, dripping blister, right? My toes were all fucked up. And then, but that bone, I could tell that motherfucker was out, right? I, I was like, that that thing very mm. well like popped through my, and I, fucking sick as I am, a part of me was like, man, I hope that motherfucker comes out, right? How badass would that be? Because I'm not stopping. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not fucking stopping, right? And I'm sitting there thinking like, I'm at mile 76 and a half. I did that in 15 hours. If I say fucking no moss, nobody in the world's going to be like, you pussy, Right. But I signed a contract with my fucking self. And I was like, no, I won't fucking quit. I And I said that in that video. I, like, I will not fucking quit. So I put my shoes, I put a different pair of shoes on, tighten them up. I put the same pair of shoes on that my Ironman with fucking three and a half years ago that are fucking decimated, but they were, they're, they're, they were big. For some reason they were a little, a little bigger. And, uh, and I, and I told Brian, I'm like, Hey man, I'm, I'm not doing well. And we would, we would walk and run, walk and run, walk and run. And I was like, dude, I was like, I can't tell you how bad the running hurts. But he would look at me and he's like, are you serious? Because you're fucking giggling and smiling and laughing, right? And it, all I thought about that was later, and that's what the people said in the videos. Like, you're always fucking smiling. And you were obviously fucking miserable. And that's what the guy said yesterday on the, on the Meet Mafia podcast. They were like, dude, you're, you, you fucking never looked like you were in danger or you didn't look like you were in pain. I was like, I was fucking dying, right? But I figured this, if I smile... It doesn't make the pain go away, but it doesn't make it fucking worse, right? And if nothing else, it, it Gates even talks about it now. He's like, dude, fuck it. Just smile at it. He goes, it made me feel good. He goes, I, he goes, I didn't know how fucked up you were. And next day, I take pictures of my feet, and I show the bruises and shit. You could see the fucking, you could plainly see the break and the bruise. And he's like, dude, I didn't know you were that fucked up. And I was like, yeah. So the funny part about that was we get to my house at like mile 94 and a half. So we got, or 95 and a half. We got four and a half miles to go. Right. I, I mentioned the hills as you leave my driveway. I told him, I said, I can't go back up that hill. Right. And he's like, okay. And we, dude, it's, to give you an idea, it took us 10 fucking hours with the last 23 and a half miles. That's not fast. Right. You could probably crawl faster than that. We literally, and I've got the fucking screenshot. I mean, the, the, you know, from like the, the, from my Garmin. Mm -hmm. We literally walked less than a tenth of a mile back and forth and up and down my driveway for four and a half fucking miles just because I said I wasn't finished. I had a fucking rake fucking handle. I had a fucking rake handle. 
Dude, it's four in the morning, and we're walking around like that. And I look, we look like we look like the fucking movie The Purge. I'm like, <laughs> we're fucking shot. They're not even gonna they're gonna put light on. They're gonna shoot us. Because I, I mean, I, I, I'm in a, I'm a fairly upscale neighborhood. I'm gonna get fucking shot, right? Luckily, the police never came. So uh, we finished it in my driveway. The last fucking tenth of a mile felt like it took two fucking hours walking up and down my driveway. And then it finally, that when this thing fucking goes, does that, I was like, holy done. shit, right? I'm done. Good night, right? So Jesus. crazy, dude. You're, so, uh, is this, you're uh, another animal, you to, Does this motivate you to jump into your uh, Iron Man? What is it, next month, two months from now that you already uh, paid it, for? It would technically be November 5th, yeah. Yeah, the uh, fifth, the one in Florida. Yeah, I I wonder how that's about to go now with everything's going down there. But hopefully they got all that shit cleared up by then. Yeah, I mean, I um I, uh, I have stationed in that area a lot, right? So I mean, dude, fucking these hurricanes can fuck shit up in the base for a while, right? With the seaweed mm-hmm. and stuff. I, I mean, I don't think I don't think Panama City. I don't think it's gonna. Yeah, be. Yeah, I don't think it got too bad. Yeah, but the fucking the seaweed and shit starts washing up. I mean, or they have that fucking what red tide bullshit or whatever. So yeah. I think the worst thing. I mean, they'll cancel the fucking swim. I mean, that's. I mean, mm-hmm. my. I mean, dude. Here's the thing. There's a lot of time between now and then, so a yeah. storm can roll up. Now, with that being said, bro. I mean, you live in Dallas, Freddie, so you know this right here, dude. We're still fucking getting 90 degree days, right? Yeah. Waco is further south than us, so I'm racing 15 days. And the guys, uh, y'all, just like just like these guys did, I got like fucking fifteen guys, random dudes I never met on Twitter to sign up for Waco, right? Damn. So I, I, I had to break these guys like this week. I'm like, hey guys, there is a legitimate chance this may be a wetsuit illegal race because mm-hmm. water, they oh. got no rain. It's going to be fucking hot ass water, and you don't want to be in a wetsuit. And because they're doing the full the day before, they don't ever do the full and the half in the same place. Right. The weekend. It's a logistical nightmare, right? But, dude, they're starting the fucking race at 10 o'clock, bro. It's not fucking 7 when it's 55 or 60. At oh, 10 shit. o'clock, it's pushing 80. You do not want to be in a wetsuit when it's 85 no. degrees out. You'll suffocate, right? So yeah. I like start breaking these guys. I'm like, hey, man, y'all may want to start practicing without these fucking wetsuits. So, yep. Damn. Yeah, that could be rough. Like, yeah, I, I had a, I had a, uh, like a, a fucking group Ironman Foundation I'm part of. I, I had a group call last night, and she said the water is actually wetsuit optional temperature right now. I think it's like 78 or 79 right now, so it shouldn't warm up. But yeah, dude, hopefully it holds out for you. Yeah, I mean, fuck, I suck at swimming either way. I'm not, I'm not stressed <laughs> about it anyway. I'm, I'm dog paddle if I have to. Hell yeah! Hell well. Yeah. We're uh, this is usually about how long we run. I could definitely talk for like three more hours, so we'll definitely have to have you back on. This is awesome. (laughs) Anytime, man. Anytime. Yeah, cool, cool. Well, we appreciate it for sure. Um, if there's anything else you want to share out before we end, feel free. Drop your Twitter handle wherever you want people to follow you if they want to stop being a pussy. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So yeah, definitely. I mean, and 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 that's what I. I mean, that's yeah. I do get pretty overactive, and I go right, and I rant and carry on. Um, but. I tell people like this right here, like when I say don't be a pussy, that's nothing fucking sexual, right? I just feel like every men, people, we are capable of so much more than we know, right? And society as a whole, it's not running in fucking tip top shape, which is not, right? Mm-hmm. We and and we're, we're all leaving more on the table 
And I just want people to wake up to the fact that, hey, you're not going to be here forever. You got to make your fucking mark. You got to leave your legacy, right? And if nothing else, man, if nothing else, it starts within your home, showing your family, showing your children, like, hey, man, there's, you know, this life is like, it's not a fucking spectator sport. It's a mm -hmm. contact sport. So you got to get out and be active. So anybody, well, I like that. yeah, anybody wants to fucking, you know, anybody wants to get in with, you know, get in touch with me. Um, at Boyd Myers, B-O-Y-D-M-Y-E-R-S, BoydMyers.com. I am terrible about updating that, right? But, you know, you can find me there and that has all my contact information on it. Hey, Dylan, man, can I can I share one thing before we go? We got a few yeah. minutes? Yeah, of course. I tweeted this the other day, right? This is something that, this is something to me, like, I, I don't know, I was driving and I just had this like epiphany and I thought about like, hey, man, you know, I was, I was just thinking about all the shit, this journey I've been on, you know, the stuff I've started doing and, you know, the group that I hang around with. And then the people that we talked about that, you know, we like, dude, we forget that there's a whole other bunch of motherfuckers out there that aren't that aren't living. They're alive, but they're not living. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I like to think of this right here, man. I like to think, what if I had the opportunity to chat with my eight year old self? What if I had the opportunity to chat with my 88 year old self? I'm 46. Right. So I started thinking. I remember eight-year-old boy, like that month, that fucking kid wanted to be the shortstop for the Cincinnati Reds. I'm a huge Reds fan, right? I love Barry Larkin. And at that point, it wasn't Larkin. It's probably Concepcion, but I just, you know, I remember just like, that's what I want to do. I want to play shortstop for Cincinnati Reds. I'll do anything to do it, right? As life gets in the way, as we get burned out in sports when we're in high school and whatnot, and, you know, we're just like, hey, I just want to get the fuck out of the house, right? Let me go get a job, right? My job is United States Air Force. You forget that, right? So I wonder, with that eight-year-old kid, would he, would he be like excited to be who I've become, right? An eight-year-old, you're not excited about kids, right? I mean, I am, I love, I mean, that's the fucking highlight of my life now, but would that eight-year-old be excited about the fact that we sold a bunch of houses? I got a bunch of fucking plaques and shit because I sold houses, right? Would he be mm -hmm. excited, you know, that I own a, a beautiful home? Would he be excited I've got a cool dog, right? Probably fucking not, right? He, he's wondering what happened to the, what, why are we not playing? Why didn't we play for the Reds, Right. And then I think about that 88 year old and, I, and him saying like, I was like, Hey man, you know, how do we do? And he's like, dude, you know, fucking kind of the same old same, man. You kept selling houses. You, um, you know, you did, you know, did this and you had a fucking dog. You raised, you raised some good kids and stuff, man, which is great. But man, I wish we would have done more. So I think, okay, you know what? Give me one year. I'll be back in one year. Right. So I go off for one year and I decide, Hell, man, like I did my August, September. I run 100 miles. I fucking do a lot. I, I, that Ironman I did, I actually swam 3.6 miles. And then I, I run a marathon. I ain't going to talk about it. I ain't going to tell them how much beer I drink, right? I don't know <laughs> about this, right? And then I, I'm doing the full and a half Ironman. It started inspiring people. People started reaching out to me, telling me like, hey, man, fucking dude, I'm going to go out and run a mile. I'm going to lose weight. I'm, you know, this, whatever. Or people are just like, want me to come on a fucking podcast and talk about it, right? I come back, man, and I tell nine-year-old boy now right i say hey man look we didn't make it to the reds but here's what we did right we started running 100 miles we started with this iron man and we you know that that became the base right and then we're like dude what else can i do right i mean i i, I think i can run 500 miles if i have to i think i can you know i think i can swim across the atlantic now that's probably a bad example but whatever right i think i ride my bicycle across america whatever we start doing these things and we just you know I mean, it was a good month we had there. We 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 ran a hundred. We did a an Ironman and we did a marathon. Right, ended. I did a fifty k start of the month. So he's like, "Yeah, man, that's cool." You know, I mean, good. You know, we're not all decrepit because you're eight forty six. He's like two hundred, right? Mm -hmm. Then I go to the old man, 
And I tell him, he's 89 now. He's a little older, right? But he looks at me different. He's got this big shit-eating grin. And I say, check this out. Here, I know you already know, but this was this was that year, man. Remember? Right? We we fucking we ran a hundred miles. We in a month, we did all this shit, right? I mean, dude, how cool is that? I mean, is that is that does that give you a little better, a little better closure? Change the whole 40 years. He says, nah, man. He goes, I know you think you, you know, that was it. And you peaked and all these people started coming to you. And that was cool, brother. But that was just the fucking beginning. This is where it gets a real fucking fun. Oh, yeah. Buckle up. So that's what I want people to think. Have those hard conversations with that 88-year-old self and that 8-year-old self. Have you become everything that you wanted to become? And are you becoming everything that you're capable of becoming? And that's what I'll leave you guys with. Oh, yeah, dude. That was awesome. Fuck, yeah. I got... I, I think I have a social media thing that I'm going to start doing and credit you, but like in my own way and to keep you in the journey in the loop. Cause hopefully this will extend and I'll get close to you like Dylan is and all this. And I become part of this amazing community that you guys have over on the uh, Twitter side of things. But I have some ideas because I think that's a powerful message. And um, yeah, I have a lot. I really appreciate that. That gave me like goosebumps thinking of that because me too, actually put things. <laughs> in perspective for me and just like situations I've been in while you're telling this story, I was thinking in my head, like, fuck. And so I appreciate that, man. That was powerful. Yeah. I was on Tyler, Tyler Todd's uh, podcast the other day. Mm-hmm. And I told him that dude, I saw, cause his hair is like thin, like mine would be if I tried to grow it. <laughs> and I saw his little, but he's got those crazy ass eyes. Right. I'm sitting there looking at the fucking camera. Like this joke got fucking contacts in. <laughs> and, Dude, I saw his fucking hair stand up, right? I saw him like, he's like, dude, I just got chill. And I was like, yeah, man. And dude, that's, I think that's the first time I've ever done that, ever said that without fucking choking up or crying. Cause I, I think about it sometimes and I, it's how powerful it is, dude. That's yeah. just imaginary shit Fuck I came yeah. up with. And I, 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 dude, I've sitting and fucking thought about it and cried. But now I feel like I'm at a point to where my, the, dude, it just takes a decision right here to change the entire trajectory of your life, but you got to fucking act on it. Right. Yep. Can't think yep. about it. Can't talk about it. Can't plan it. It's got to fucking make the leap, man. And I think uh, more people start taking a leap and stop being pussies. I think uh, the world will be a, a lot better place. Oh yeah. Fuck well, yeah. this is awesome, dude. You're definitely going to be back on. Like I said, you're one of my favorite files on Twitter. So this was Appreciate an honor, that, dude. Man. Yeah. It was a pleasure meeting you, sir. And, uh, keep spreading this spreading this word everybody Let's stop being it. fucking pussies baby stop don't <laughs> be a pussy guys i appreciate you thank you so much thank you thank sir. you appreciate See it you boys have All a right. good one sir